0: Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen, and today is January 26th. Today we're going to continue in this week's Come Follow Me blog. We're going to talk a little bit more about chapter 13 here. I know we still have two chapters to go, but I think that this is so important to understand and to recognize because here, remember, Nephi is still seeing his version of the vision that Lehi saw. And remember, the purpose of Lehi's vision was to teach us or to teach him and his family how they were to come unto Christ, how to partake of the love of God and the atonement of Jesus Christ and be in his presence again. That is so fascinating when we remember what we talked about yesterday, how here in chapter 13, God is going to show all these world events that are going to lead to and prepare the world for the restoration of the gospel of Jesus Christ. God is showing us how we come unto him, and everything that he's showing Nephi is leading straight to the restoration of the gospel, even when at times it doesn't feel like that, right? In fact, there are some verses here that make it seem lost, right? Starting in verse 23, the angel is going to be showing Nephi and teaching him about a book. He showed Lehi this book as well, but here we're going to get a better understanding of what it is. It says that this is a record of the Jews, which contains the covenants of the Lord. And then listen to what it says specifically about this book in 24 and 25. It says, when it proceeded forth from the mouth of the Jew, it contained the fullness of the gospel of the Lord, of whom the twelve apostles bear record. And they bear record according to the truth which is in the Lamb of God. Wherefore, these things go forth from the Jews in purity unto the Gentiles, according to the truth which is in God. So it's saying when this book was very first written, it contained the fullness. It contained everything that was necessary. But then as it went forth, as it was spread abroad, that's when things began to change. Verse 26, And after they go forth by the hand of the twelve apostles of the Lamb, from the Jews unto the Gentiles, thou seest the formation of the great and abominable church, which is most abominable above all other churches. For behold, they have taken away from the gospel of the Lamb Many parts which are plain and most precious, and also many covenants of the Lord have they taken away. So as the Bible went forth, as these records in the Bible went forth, they were changed. And many plain and precious truths that used to be contained in the Bible were taken out. See how even this points us to a need for a restoration of truth. It's interesting the word covenants there. It says, many covenants of the Lord have they taken away. Remember, I like to change the way we think about the word covenant. Oftentimes when we think of covenants, we think of two-way promises, and they are, that's true. But covenants are a chance to bind us to God, and it's an opportunity to enter into a special relationship with him. And so here what it's really saying is that People took from the Bible instructions on how to improve and increase our relationship with our Father in Heaven. You can only imagine how heartbreaking that must have been for Heavenly Father to know that His instruction manual to His children on how to have a better relationship with Him was being changed and destroyed. But what I love about this chapter is that when things seem lost, when they... Seem gone forever. This book, this record, things have been changed, things have been taken out. What we see in the rest of this chapter, in the rest of chapter 13, is that God is a God of the lost things. He is a restorer of the lost. Let's take a look at that. Here, as we continue on in chapter 13, we see a merciful, loving Father in heaven. It says, that he's not going to allow that the Gentiles destroy the seed of Nephi, but then it also says neither will the Lord God suffer that the Gentiles shall forever remain in that awful state of blindness. It's not their fault that they're in that state of blindness, right? The record, the book, the covenants that were passed down have been changed and removed. It's not their fault that they don't know certain things or that they can't see certain things. And so what I love here is that we see God's mercy in great form here. As he says, he is not going to allow that people just remain in that lost state or in that blind state forever. Verse 33 says, Wherefore saith the Lamb of God, I will be merciful unto the Gentiles. Then you jump over to verse 34. I will be merciful unto the Gentiles in that day insomuch that I will bring forth unto them, in mine own power, much of my gospel, which shall be plain and precious. For behold, saith the Lamb, I will manifest myself unto thy seed, that they shall write many things which I shall minister unto them, which shall be plain and precious. These things shall be hid up to come forth unto the Gentiles by the gift and the power of the Lamb." And then the final result of that, they shall be lifted up at the last day and shall be saved in the everlasting kingdom of the Lamb. What we see here is a loving father who does not want to just leave his children where they are. He wants to bless and he wants to strengthen. He wants to restore that which is lost. These verses truly teach us that we worship a God who restores the lost and the broken things. My friends, as imperfect people, we should rejoice that we worship a restoring God. Is there something in your life that is lost or feels broken? Is there a pain or something that you're experiencing that makes you feel hopeless, lost, or maybe even broken? My friends, lift up your heart. Because we worship a God who restores the lost and who restores the broken. It wasn't just scripture that he restored, although he did. It wasn't just his kingdom on earth, which he restored, although he did. It wasn't just his covenants and his relationships with his children that he restores, although he did. God is not a God of things. He is a God of people. And if he can restore things to this earth, imagine what he can do for the souls of his children. Elder Renlund once said, The Savior loves to restore what you cannot restore. He loves to heal wounds you cannot heal. He loves to fix what has been irreparably broken. He compensated for any unfairness inflicted on you. And he loves to permanently mend even shattered hearts. My friends, the beauty of the atonement of Jesus Christ, the beauty of the power to restore and to heal, is that if we will come unto Christ, not only will he restore us and repair us to what we were, but he can make us new and better. I know I've used this example before, but think about the Japanese art of Kintsugi, which is where they would mend broken pottery with gold. Not only would that mend the pot and make it beautiful and different than it was before? But it also made it stronger than it was before. And my friends, that is what the Atonement of Jesus Christ can do for you and I. That is what the Atonement of Jesus Christ can do for our loved ones. Chances are you know someone and you love someone who is lost or who is broken. My friends, take heart that we believe in a God who seeks out the lost, heals the broken, and restores that which you and I cannot do on our own. And when he does, he repairs it in a way that is beautiful and stronger than we could ever be without him. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.